0: This is episode 27 with the founder of the 800% Club and host of Rise and Grind, Glenn Lundy. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. And finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm gonna bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Well, guys, this is a super exciting guest we have today. Glenn used to work at an automotive dealership where he grew that dealership 800% over five years. Uh, Now, he, he currently stepped away from that in 2018 to be able to consult with multiple dealerships. He's with 34 of them right now. Um, helping them achieve high levels of success. Um, And so it's super exciting. He also has a podcast called Rise and Grind, where he does a morning episode every day, and he's close. He's, I think, two episodes away from hitting 600 episodes, and and it's just massively growing, um, full of motivation and inspiration. Uh, So, guys, check out Rise and Grind uh, when you get the chance. But on top of that, he is also a husband and a father to seven children. So this guy is like basically a superhero. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So i uh, super excited to have him on the show. Glenn, welcome to Pencil Leadership.
1: Hey, thank you, man. It's an honor to be here. Super glad to be here. Uh, love, love your setup there. Thank you. S- super stoked to be here. Let's rock and roll. I love it.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, I guess kind of just... Tell us how you were able to grow that first dealership you were with 800%. I think that's a one a, a really cool story.
1: Oh, well, thanks man. Yeah, yeah, I um so I'm in in the automotive industry. I kind of have two seasons of my life. I have a season of my life in the automotive industry where it was your standard car guy career. Mm-hmm. I worked 78 hours a week. I got my teeth kicked in all the time by my <laughs> managers. Um you know, I, I made poor choices, made bad decisions, um, things like that. I, I never, you know, I always had customers in, in um, you know, I always wanted to take care and concern for my customers. But as far as like my life outside of the dealership, it was awful and just things like that. So I had that season of my automotive career and it led me to a point where I hated it. I didn't want anything to do with the car business. And so I got out for a little while, went through this whole figure yourself out, soul searching, life dig. And then when I came out of the other side of that, I met my now wife, we had our first child and I went back in. And so when I went in this second time back into the auto industry, I went in with a different mindset that, hey, I am not going to go back and do things like I did before. I'm not gonna live that cycle again. Mm. Instead, I'm gonna go in and try to make an impact in this industry. And so literally when I first started at this dealership in this small town, so, so just imagine this tiny little town, it's got 9,600 people, right? Literally yeah. 9,600 people. Wow. The biggest deal, it was a, it was a huge deal because they put a Walmart in there and the, there was one grocery store <laughs> called Ken's, which ultimately Ken's <laughs> ended up going out of business because uh. of the Walmart, but like tiny little place, right? It's got like yeah, five yeah. restaurants that you can eat. And here's this tiny little dealership that's been there for 50 something years. And so when I started at that dealership, I just made a list of everything that I hated before working in the car industry and everything that I thought customers hated being, you know, when it came to buying a car. Mm -hmm. and just made a commitment right there at that point to do the opposite of all of those things. Just do the exact opposite, 180 degrees. If we do the opposite of all of that, we should have success. So by focusing on our people and hiring great people and putting champions in incredible positions and training them and developing Mm -hmm. an amazing culture and extracting the greatness from within each of them on an individual level, by focusing on that, we were able to have massive success. So this dealership went from selling 120 cars a month, which is what they had been doing for decades. They went from selling 120 cars a month to March of 2018. We sold 1,043 cars in 27 business days. So we grew this dealership from just your normal run-of-the-mill average 100-car-a-month store to the second largest used car franchise dealership in the country Wow! just by really extracting greatness out of our people, man.
0: So, how did you go about i'm curious getting the people on board with the change um, and go about kind of pulling that greatness out of them
1: well there's a process that i that i truly believe in i think it works i think it's very effective and i think everybody should know and understand this if you're going to be in any type of leadership position Mm -hmm. so when I first got there, first thing that I had to do is I went in in sales, even though I had a history in, in management and so on and so forth. I went in as a salesperson originally okay. and proved myself on the floor, showed them that I could do the job better or at least as good, if not better than yeah. everybody else on the floor. Yeah. And so I sold for a while and I earned that, that next leadership position. And once I got into that position, it opened up some doors and so on and so forth. But there's a process that I follow that I like to teach everybody. And it's this process called LEAD, L-E-A-D-D, two, okay. D- two D's in LEAD. People are like, Perfect. why are there all, Why is there two D's in LEAD? Well, I'll explain it. The process is this. The L stands for listen. We've been given two ears, one mouth. Mm. So my focus was always to listen to my people. What are they telling me? What do they need? What is missing? What's going on in their life? What do they care about? What motivates them? What are their concerns? What are their anxieties? What are their fears? What excites them? I do. I get all that through listening. I don't have to go up and say, "Hey, Chris, what motivates you?" Yeah, I don't have to say that, right? Instead, I just listen. I'm in the room with you, and I listen to the things that you're talking about when you're talking to your buddies, when you're talking to your friends, right? Mm-hmm. I make, I make, um, I'm, I'm keenly aware. I'm looking around. I'm looking at your books on the back of your shelf. There, I'm looking at the different things. I'm going, okay, he's a, he's a self help guy, and he's motivated by this, and so on and so forth, right? So I'm listening to people that's the first step of leadership. Love it. The E stands for encourage. So once I've listened, now I want to turn around. I want to make sure to encourage you. I don't want to listen to Chris and Chris goes, Hey Glenn, you know, I'm really, um, you know, worried about my girlfriend, her and I are, are, have been struggling for a little while and she keeps calling me and, and, uh, I'm trying to focus on work, but she's just killing me. And, and the, <laughs> most managers will be like, "Well, turn your phone off. <laughs> Leave right. that crap at home. You just gotta freaking <laughs> you gotta focus on work when you're work. some focus on your stuff at home. And you're no, no, no. I listen, and then I encourage. I say, mm. Hey, Chris." I understand that you're probably going through some things, man. I've go th- I have went through some things too. Me and my girl, golly, bro, we struggled. It was crazy. It wasn't until I realized that fighting with her wasn't going to ever get me anywhere. And I just had to mm. be a shoulder for her to lay on. And if I could just listen to her and allow her to do her thing, then we could move forward and through these things, right? So I'm going to encourage you, Chris, that things are going to get better. That's much better, right? Than just oh, yeah. get your ass back to work. Right? Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. <laughs> that is so much better. That's yeah, so, so these first two, like, man, I, this week I've been really getting hit with this kind of stuff. Like just coming back and learning, like, listen first and, and see things and, and then correlate that to encouragement. So I think the first two right there are, are almost enough, but I, I'm excited for the rest of it.
1: Yeah, we start there. We want to listen. Then we want to encourage. Now we have put this person in a certain vibration. They feel heard. They feel special. They feel important. They feel like they're the only one in the room because we're paying attention to them. You're encouraging them. Everybody loves encouragement. From the time you're a child, they're like, yay, you (laughs) pee-peed on the potty. We're like, yeah. Right? Like, We love encouragement. So we've done that now. So now that I've listened to you, Chris, and I've encouraged you, Chris, now at this point, I can advise you. Mm. The A is advise. So now I can say, all right, Chris, I heard what you said about your girl. I encouraged you that things are going to get a little bit better. But what I'd advise you to do right now, Chris, is why don't, we, why don't we just take your phone? Why don't you let me hold on to it for a couple hours? I'm just going to hold on to it. It'll be fine. And, and what I want you to do is I want you to go over and you know jump into some of your Grant Cardone training, or why don't you jump on calls for an hour? Let's just see if we can't get you a good lead, you know, yeah. um, that type of thing. So now I can advise you. Now I have the right to say, I'm going to take your phone, right? But I'm doing it in a different way. Um, I can advise you at this point because I have listened and I have encouraged and you need some advice. So now I'm going to advise you if you're doing something wrong, if I'm a leader, I'm talking to my team and they screwed up yesterday, right? Like in the dealership world, the worst thing you can do is leave the lot and not go pull the handles. You got to make sure all the cars are locked, right? It's a big deal in the automotive world. You got this whole lot, (laughs) all these cars, right? And nobody ever wants to go pull the handles. Who wants to do that? Right? But it's a big deal. So if your Mm. team, you go in the next day, you realize your team didn't pull handles. You listen. Then you encourage. Now you can go, look, guys, I freaking walked the lot last night, dude. I found 19 cars unlocked. (sighs) Like, bro come on, man. This is our house. Like we got to take care of this place, right? Mm-hmm. I can do that now. And you'll listen to me because I listened to you and I encouraged you. So now you will reciprocate and you will listen instead of getting defensive and going, well, dude, we were freaking busy and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Instead, you're like, yeah, he's right. You yeah. probably should have done that. That's that, my bad, my bad. Right. And that's what we want. We want our employees to take some responsibility. So we listen, we encourage, we advise. And then the next D is develop. So once I tell you what you did wrong or what you can be doing or, you know, what you're doing wrong or advise you in a different direction, now I have the responsibility to develop you, right? So, hey, hey, Chris, I'm going to hold your phone for a little while. Let's go. Why don't you go jump on some calls or jump on some training so that we can get you a win? You need a win right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go with you. Let me show you the right way to make a call. Let me show you the right way to prospect. You've been Mm. calling, you've been dialing, you haven't had much success, I recognize that. So let me develop your phone skills. Let's use these types of words. Let's role play, right? So now we wanna develop. I just don't wanna tell you what to do and you might suck at it. And then and, and you don't want to tell me cause you work for me. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to be like, well, Glenn, I really suck on the phones, <laughs> right, bro. Right. right. You don't want to say that. You're just gonna be like, yeah, sure. And then you're going to go sit there on the phone and go, God, I don't want to call anybody cause I suck on the phone. <laughs> you don't want to tell nobody that. So it's my responsibility to develop you. Anything I advise you to do, I got to develop that for you and help mm. you grow that muscle. Right. Sure. And then the last D in lead, the reason there's two D's is daily daily you, you have to do this daily as a leader. You have to listen, encourage, advise and develop. listen, encourage, advise and develop, listen, encourage, advise and develop, listen, encourage advise and develop <laughs> every single day. And by doing that we were able to be to, to take this team of people, extract greatness out of them. We listen to their needs. We encourage them every day. We advised them on 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 where they were weak, and we developed their strengths and their muscles. We did it daily, and by doing so, we just created this elite team of incredible superhumans that are able to do things no one had ever seen before in the in the automotive industry.
0: That's awesome. I love I love the acronym and and everything, and it's so spot on. And how you have to do the first two: you have to listen, you have to encourage. Um, before really you have that trust with the individual before you can even have a position to advise or to give, um, constructive criticism or present anything to anyone. Do you, that's right. Do you teach, uh, the people you help or consult to do the same thing when they might be reaching out to like a prospect or anything like that? Do they need to go
1: through the same steps? It's the exact same process. Anytime you're wanting to lead anyone, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, say I'm trying to uh I'm, I'm trying to close a customer, right? I'm yeah. trying to close a deal. I gotta do the exact same thing. I gotta listen, encourage, advise, and develop. Somebody comes in, they say, Hey, I want a four wheel drive, Silverado. Um, it's seventy thousand dollars and I want my payment to be two hundred dollars a month, and uh, <laughs> and I've got no money down and my trade ins, I'm 10 grand upside down in that i'm gonna listen to that i'm gonna be like dude yeah man that's that that really sounds like that sounds awesome dude i could see why you'd want a silverado for 200 a month those trucks are awesome dude i would encourage the behavior you should go for a silverado you need that like you're gonna look good in that thing and then at that point now i can advise and go but you know be honest with you chris you know math wise two (laughs) hundred dollars times you know 72 months doesn't quite come to seventy thousand dollars. so you know unless you've got a little different way of doing math or maybe there's something you know of that i don't know um you know we're probably not gonna be able to do that however let me show you what we can do and then i educate you right i develop Mm. you i'm on that last d so let me let me show you what we can do at this point and 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 people will follow you if you follow that process. Whether it be you trying to sell them something, or you trying to to um, you know them be one of your employees, and you're trying to develop them, people will follow you. Yeah,
0: I, I love that. I think that's so awesome. So, what got you to to come up with this acronym, or, or what got your mindset
1: changed to start following something like that? Well, you know, I think that over. So, I've got over 20 years in the industry, and I saw the wrong way to lead. To lead, mm. I saw that, and then through study through reading books, through John Maxwell's and Jim Rohn's yep. and Les Browns and Eric Thomas and Tony Robbins and oh, yeah. uh, you know, all of these guys, Zig and Napoleon Hill, and just really studying and, and and learning what success really looks like. I started to develop my own my own style of leadership. Um, that, that, that was uniquely, you know, it was uniquely mine and, hmm. and we started to get ridiculous results, man. We'd, we we'd hire these young people, millennials and, and just out of high school and, and we'd follow, you know, uh, all of a sudden they'd just be crushing it, dude. They'd be killing it. And I'm, I'm a student, so I'm watching, I'm going, what are we doing? Right. What is working? Why is it, yeah. why is this all happening? And, and it wasn't until later, you know, more recently here in the last couple of years, where you know now I'm writing books and I'm doing podcasts and I'm consulting other dealerships and so on and so forth now that I'm doing all these different things I was like I got to I got to take what we did and break this down into a way where I can share it in 5 minutes on a podcast yeah and so I just kind of sat down and I was like what are the steps what did we do and how did we do it right and I was able to put that acronym together and it's been helping people you know ever since
0: yeah sounds like and and that's so cool and I know you mentioned your podcast so like what Besides sharing that acronym, was there other things that pushed you to starting that podcast?
1: Yeah, so this so rise and grind—I'm a firm believer. If we can change the way people start their day, mm. it'll make a massive impact in their life. Yeah, right. And yep. studies have shown this. Science has shown this you know it's just a fact of the mm-hmm. the way you start your day and and I I do like to clarify cuz people all think you know I'm crazy I wake up at 3:50 in the morning so b- people are like dude I'm not waking up at 3:50 I'm not telling you to wake up at 3:50 right. whatever time you wake up the first hour of how you spend that day is going to determine the outcome of your mm. life mm. that's just fact your brain is firing. It's, 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 it's wanting to gobble up information. The moment you wake up and whatever information we gobble, and whatever process we go through first thing in the morning will absolutely determine the outcome of your life. And so, as I realized and understood that and was able to apply that in my life and and this desire that I have and have always had to share my wisdom, my knowledge, my story to impact others, I was like, how can I change the narrative in the morning for most mm. people because the current yep. narrative is wake up at the last second <laughs> jump into my phone slam a bunch of coffee <sighs> rush off to work and be semi-productive all day and live an average and and, and normal you know i uh paycheck to paycheck kind of right. lifestyle mm. and so that's the the narrative so i was like well how can i shift up that narrative a little bit and i worked on this with my guys at the dealership like we started creating morning basketball we'd play basketball 6:30 a.m. so that i could get the guys nice. up early right so yeah. that they'd start making better decisions the night before was really the motivation i'm like dude if you if you got to get up at 5:30 you can't be out at the bar till 3 <laughs> <part?"> right. exactly <laughs> right yeah different choices yeah so by creating good solid morning routines i noticed it worked really well in my people it worked really well for me So I was like, well, how can I help more people? Mm. Well, there's nothing going on in the morning that's positive, right? Normally it's all negative news and people died and shootings and mass murders and all of this other stuff. So I was like, I got to create a a space that is safe, that is only going to be motivation, education, and inspiration. it will never be anything else. And I, instead of complaining that there's no place like that, I was like, I can just create it myself. i'll just go live and if there's two people that need to hop in and want to hear something positive and encouraging then i'm going to be that guy and so i just started man i just hit record and i didn't really know what it was going to be or where it was going to go Um, but now here we are two years later, almost 600 episodes in, we have over 30,000 members in our, in our Facebook group that are incredibly active. We've had live events. We've, we, we sell clothes and, um, you know, planners and it's just been, it's been insane, dude. We've raised money for charities. We raised $110,000 in 24 hours once, like it's just been incredible. But really the, the, the bottom line is I just wanted to help people change the way they start their day. Yeah. And then I also wanted people to know that they're not alone, right? Mm. Like Yep. A lot of people feel invisible and I've been there. I've been depressed, I've been suicidal, I've been homeless, I've been in jail. I've been in all those places and I just remember what it felt like to to feel invisible. Mm. It sucks. It's yeah. awful. And so I wanted to create a place where people would know, "Hey, that guy Glenn is going to say my name." Like it's it's almost 5:30. No matter what I'm going through in my life, it's almost 5:30 a.m. And Glenn's gonna say my name and that's gonna make me feel like I exist. And sometimes that's all we need to get yeah. to that next day, right? Is to Absolutely. just know that somebody sees us.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's awesome. I really uh, commend you for starting that because yeah, you you're already doing so much and changing so many lives with it. And yeah, just it just takes one little thing. Um and, and I'm a nerd. And so if you look at my books, you might be able to see my Lord of the ring ones right here. (laughs) But like, I always think of, of Lord of the rings because the smallest individuals in that story, the hobbits carried the biggest burden and made the biggest impact. And so you don't have to be some famous celebrity, some big shot in your corporation um, or something like that. Everyone has a chance to make an impact. Uh, It's just what we do. Um, with our time, with our days, like you said, in our mornings, uh, do we choose to make an impact or do we kind of, um, see ourselves less than what we are. And so I think, yeah, I think that's so cool. Just, uh, how you're making an impact to share and, and to guide and teach other people who can make an impact as well in their days. Hey, thanks for man. Yeah, no problem. So what, I mean, going forward, like, what are you looking to do, looking to grow into, um, in this year or, or years to come?
1: That's kind of a difficult question to answer, only because, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dreamer, bro. Yeah. I'm a dreamer. I'm a yep. big visionary, and sometimes I have to be really careful to stay present. I gotcha, and be thankful for where I am. Um, you know, last night I, I had an opportunity to interview, you know, Grant Cardone again. Awesome. Um, on on a show that I did with a couple of buddies of mine that are incredible humans. Uh, and that was just really special, man. It was just it was just really special. And then, you know, this morning I'm I've got all these people that join me at 5 30 a.m. It is such a blessing. It is so incredible to know that I can push the live button and and mm. join 80 or a hundred or a thousand people man and they cheer me on and they they root for me and they support me and they 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 buy my gear and my planners and they share my show and and my wife is healthy and strong and my kids are healthy and strong we have a beautiful home you know so i want and hope that god will continue to use my gifts and my talents to make mm-hmm. an impact in other people's lives that's sure. ultimately my desire i have dreams of big stages and oh, i have yeah. dreams of auditoriums and i have dreams of impact i mean millions and traveling in the world and you know i have all of those dreams those are those are definitely inside me but if 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 this was as far as it went i would be so thrilled that 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 god did what he did with this group and with me even just up to this point you know what i mean that's awesome
0: absolutely that's so cool. So I guess, thank you from my perspective, because I haven't been doing this um, I, way less than a year um, for people, maybe just starting out who might be fearful or apprehensive about starting because they, maybe they think they don't have a voice or, or they don't have a, a huge, crazy story, but they still want to make impact. How would you encourage them today uh, to take that step and really um, put out what they can to help people?
1: Yeah. I think it's super important that before anybody jump into anything like this, I think the first thing that you have to do is you really have to check yourself. Like, what is your intention? What is the Mm -hmm. reason? Why are you wanting to do this? Like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to create a podcast because I want to get rich and make a bunch of money and get famous. Well, then just, just stop now. (sighs) Like, right just stop it doesn't work like that and it doesn't work like that for two reasons one if everybody that just wanted to get get famous got famous then everyone would be famous but (laughs) the second reason it doesn't work is it sucks dude when you when you put in a ton of work and you you create something phenomenal Mm -hmm. and and then you go back and look and like four people watched it right yeah You know, if, if your intentions are views and looks and reach, if that's your intention, yeah. then it's going to break your heart. And you're like, I'm not doing that again. Right. Not, I, I quit. I'm not going to go through all that production value. I'm not going to do all that stuff to have four people watch, watch. but there's actually uh TD Jakes. TD Jakes talks about this in one of his videos and, uh, and he's referring to a Bible verse, but I'm, I can't remember exactly which Bible Bible verse, uh-huh. but he says in the video, he says, you know, if you can't, if you can't give 110% when there's four people in the room, then God's never gonna give you 40.
0: Mm, yep.
1: And and what he was referring to is, you know, the 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 dream of speaking to four thousand or forty thousand or four hundred thousand or four million. That dream only is realized by those that give the exact same intensity to the four. Right. It's it. And yep. so my encouragement would be everyone has a unique gift. Everyone has a unique voice and together you've heard it before. You've heard it in churches. You've heard it in the video of all the people in Italy singing from the banners. You've seen it when all the voices come together, it's always beautiful. Now dude can't sing. And this girl, her voice is awful, and that guy over there sounds like a freaking mule that's like dying, right? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's voices individually can sound <laughs> awful, right? But together, yep. it makes this beautiful, incredible sound and picture that is so impactful. And that's mm-hmm. how that's that that's all God's design. So yeah. you're unique mule sound or cow (laughs) or whatever that is, is valuable to the overall. It's valuable to the masses. And so everyone has a voice. Everyone has a gift. We're all designed to make an impact in other people's lives. Just make sure that you have your intentions right before you ever hit go. And when your intentions are in check, if you let your light shine, you too will be able to impact other people's lives.
0: That's awesome, man. I love that so much. And yeah, yeah, we definitely have a purpose for being here. And I That's think right. we got to, we, we need to see it and use it. Um, I, I'm grateful for your time uh, on the show, Glenn. And I, I like to ask a couple, uh, one or two questions, but I'll, I'll end it with one cause you've answered the other one. But if you, if it was the end of your, your time here on earth, um, and everything was over and you could only pick one message, one mark, uh, that you could leave what would that one mark or one message be that you, you leave, um,
1: on the earth? The biggest thing I would want people to know is that we're most comfortable in life right before death. Hmm. You see, I had an experience where I got a phone call. My grandfather was on his way out. He was dying Hmm. from cancer and my grandfather was a a military man. There was never a day that went by that. I didn't see him wearing a tie. (sighs) He was the kind of guy that he was married to my grandmother at that point for 49 years. She had never had a job. She had never had a driver's license. She always knew that my grandpa was going to take care of things and he did. He was an incredible provider, Mm -hmm. an incredible military man. And so when he was dying from cancer, it was painful for all of us. He was uh, foundational. He was a superhuman in my eyes, you know? Yeah. And so we got the call that he was passing away and it took a while for everybody in the family to get there. I come from a military family, so we're all spread out. Yeah. It took a while for everybody to get to the hospital. So from initial phone call to the final point where my aunt Julie showed up, the the last family member was about two days. It was about two days. Wow. And they had said on the initial phone call that he had moments left to live. We had to get there as fast as we could. Yeah. The two days goes by and here we all are. We're standing around my grandfather's bed We're like in a semicircle, the whole family's there. And I don't Mm -hmm. even recognize this guy. He's got, you know, the gown on, you know, your the little crack hangs out the back and (laughs) his eyes are sunken and he's thin and his 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 skin has no color to it. And he's not the man that I knew. He's not the strong strapping, wearing a tie, you know, he's not that guy. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and my grandfather says to my stepdad Everett. He's and and my grandfather was military, so you know he loved dirty jokes. Like him, the boys always (laughs) told dirty jokes. And so he says to my stepdad, "Hey, you come over here and and uh, tell me my favorite joke." And so my stepdad walks over there. He leans in. He says, "Al," which is my my grandpa's name. He says, "Hey, Al, what do you call Moby Dick's father?" Uh oh. (laughs) Right. Right. And my grandpa kind of smiles just a little bit. He says, What, Everett? which is my stepdad. And uh, Everett says, Papa boner. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we all chuckle just a little bit and the tears yeah. come pouring out of our eyes. Right. right. It's just one of those moments. And then my grandfather says, Bring me my wife and my grandma, who all four foot two of her, she's this tiny little thing. <laughs> and he walks over there and she climbs in bed with my grandfather and he wraps his arms around her and he passes away. Mm. And so the two main things that I took away from that was one, we are spiritual beings. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, you can't argue with me. I won't argue with (laughs) you because science cannot explain to me how my grandfather who had moments left to live was able to wait two days until the last family member showed up. He was able to get told his favorite joke and he was able to wrap his arms around his wife and die in peace. Science cannot explain that to me. We are spiritual beings. I understand we all have different beliefs. I'm cool with that, but we are spiritual beings. We are not just flesh and blood start there but the second thing that i learned is we're most comfortable in life right before death Mm. because you see there was a moment there was a moment where the light came back in my grandfather's eyes where the color came back in his skin where it seemed as though he filled back up in that moment as he was getting told the joke and in that moment as his wife was in his arms he was grandpa again yeah he was grandpa and all the pain went away and he was comfortable. You could tell he was so comfortable in that moment right before he passed. And it was a tiny brief moment. It was short. It wasn't long, but I caught it and it, mm. it, it, it blazed into my brain that we are most comfortable in life right before death. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm not ready to die yet. Yeah. Too many people are seeking comfort. I just want to be comfortable. I just need enough to be comfortable. I just want a comfortable house and a comfortable (laughs) wage. And I just want comfortable. And let the government give me my, my unemployment so I can be comfortable, right? Everybody's seeking comfort. And I'm here to tell you, if you're ready to die, then seek comfort. If you're not ready to die yet, then you need to seek the situations where you're uncomfortable. That's where the growth is. You got to stretch, man. You got to keep pushing yourself, keep learning, keep growing, keep pushing. That's living. Mm. There is no life in comfort. So that would be the one message I'd want everyone to take away. You are that's most awesome. comfortable in life right before death. And if you're not ready to die yet, you better go get uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah, because, yeah, we're always growing until the end. I mean, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be exactly where we should be unless we've given up on, on that growth and, and the potential that's there for us. I love that. I think mean, it's a great mark to leave. So, Glenn, again, thank you so much for being on uh, Pencil Leadership today and just sharing all this this great knowledge about leading, um, listening, encouraging, advising, developing, doing it daily, and, and then just finding finding how you can impact people, no matter where you are, no matter your position. Um, and if you're not ready to die, then get out and start being uncomfortable and, and growing. So I love it. Uh, thank you so much. Hey, you um, it, and I look forward to your continued growth with everything you're doing. Yeah, same here, Chris, man. like Keep breaking
1: keep crushing bro you're in the, you're sure. in the podcast world i love you yeah. love your mic i love your backdrop love your setup dude. love the way you're doing interviews so just keep keep going bro the world needs awesome. you i appreciate it thank you so much yeah you bet my man
0: thank you so much for tuning in to today's show if you enjoyed it share this with someone else and make a positive impact on their life also head on over and leave a five-star rating if you like anything you heard today And let me know what you think so I can make this show better for you in the future. And go ahead and connect with me on Instagram at chris.t.anderson. Love to hear from you. Now let's go out and make a difference as pencil leaders.